Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like slow to speak, quick to listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode. Today, we're going to be talking about the secret to communication with your spouse. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Hope you're excited. We're going to be talking about this because this is like the number one issue that we hear about all the time. What is the number one problem? Most people are like communication, communication, communication. That's what we hear. Thousands, all, like every month, like just the number one most common. Ironically, though, you know, this is one of those things that we don't think is the true core issue most of the time. But we're going to get to that a little later. But this is something that we're going to be talking about. Yeah, a little bit of cliffhanger there. Um, but it, it's really not the core issue, but we're going to dive into that, of course, later. So you have to keep listening to get to that. Um, or I guess you could fast forward. But either way, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to keep going. So this is still one of the biggest issues that we hear all the time. And people feel like no matter what they do, they're still talking to a brick wall. Nothing seems to get through. And basically, they're leaving you know, the conversation feeling unheard and very, 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 very frustrated to a high, high degree. And we get it. Oh, yeah. I used to just tell Tommy, I'm like, I feel like I'm talking to a doorknob, like just, ugh, you know, and it just makes you feel very alone and isolated. And, you know, like there's just so many different things that go into that, like when you're feeling unheard and like, just, it's like, oh, it's such distance. Yeah, there's also like a fear aspect to this because you feel like they're not really pro basically like, you're not really progressing in the relationship forward. And if anything, you know, deep down inside that the relationship is actually regressing, talking about basically like you ever heard the statement, like taking one step forward, three steps back. That's kind of what's happening here. So it's consistently doing that. And then there's also this fear of losing them and your spouse and your family and just all while congruently being emotionally drained, mentally drained, physically drained and exhausted and just, very, very tired of being on an emotional roller coaster. So by now, you probably understand that we probably get this pretty well because oh, yeah. <laughs> we lived it, man, just 
a roller coaster ride I would never wish on anyone, even my worst enemy. It was terrible. And we're going to be talking about that here in just a little bit. So we're going to be talking about three main areas today. Like one, what not to do in communication. Uh, that's super key as well. So make sure you're taking notes on that and making the modifications on what not to do, right? Then we're also going to be talking about like our story and what our story with communication was and is. And then also like, what is the secret to communication? Yeah. So before what it is, meaning before and after, and then of course the secret, but what not to do. So let's go into that. So what not to do, let's expand on this. And one of the things that people do is they shut down or stonewall. And Honestly, that <laughs> Tommy was, did. Yeah, I was, about to, I was about to admit that, but thank you. Uh, um, just throwing you under the bus a little bit. Yeah, that was mostly me, to be really honest with you. Uh, she did shut down, but I mean, it it more of more often than not exploded <laughs> or went off being petty somewhere. Um, me, it was. I mean, but don't be wrong. We were both petty, but to me, it was more of I would shut down. I was just like, whatever, you know. And this comes with like the. Also, social programming, people do this because it's like you hear that whole stupid phrase, which we could do a podcast on that alone, but happy wife, happy life. And so you just like, screw it, whatever you want, dear. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. The the, the two words or they say the two words you can learn that, that are the best is yes, dear. That's so stupid. Don't uh, do that. I'll speak yeah. up for like on the woman's side. Like, no, like it's, it's not. That's not. I don't want a passive man. No. Sorry. Um, no. But on the like whole shutting down, you know, it, it goes along with like avoiding problems, right? Like confrontation, avoiding uh, the confrontation, avoiding like actually solving problems and avoidance doesn't, it doesn't equal actually solving the problem, right? <laughs> no. Not at all. It, you know, that's sweeping it under the rug. Like that's pretending like it doesn't exist. Yeah. And, you know, so when Tommy would shut down, obviously like that was not like, okay, like I didn't feel heard because he just shut down. And then I'm like, well, I don't know what's going on with you. I'm like, well, you talk. And then most of the time, like the stone wall is just like that silent treatment. And, you know, so immature, but I know, I know we're the only ones, Tommy, who have ever given each other the silent treatment in marriage where you walk yep. through the room intentionally just to make sure that you knew that I was ignoring you. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also another, there's also another avoidance of problems variation of this. And this is like more of, I guess you could say like the extroverted version of this. So what Desnica used to do, yes. but um, it would be like ignorant, positive, ignorant positivity. So she would just like, just focus on all the positive bubbly stuff of life and then just avoid all of our problems and just, let's just you know, forget it. Let's move forward. Yeah. Just all the positive, 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 positive stuff. And I was just like, really? Like that doesn't, this isn't fixing our problems. So there's that. <laughs> and there's also a third version of this where, you know, you have that ignorant let's just say ignorant version of your spouse right now that they go out and they they you you split or they're living somewhere else temporarily whatever it is and they're just like i've experienced so much peace i have so much i don't have any problems anymore like the problem was you it's fixed no the problem wasn't wholeheartedly them yes they were part of it but the honest truth is that you're just avoiding problems like you're just avoiding negativity and the truth is, once you find someone else, and once you do that, all you're going to do is just find the problems again and worse. We see it all the time. People, second, third marriages come to us, happens every time. It's 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 inevitable you will fail again. Right. So with these things, another thing of what not to do, obviously, so don't be shutting down and avoiding problems. Um, also not suppressing things till you explode. 
you know, oh, no. this, this is something that I was really great at. Like, and so, you know, as Tommy said, I would be like, just forget it. Let's just forget it. I'm like, I'll just ignore it. You know, it's something little. Um, you can also think, uh, I was talking to a lady the other day and it, you know, she was so funny cause I totally related. I'm like, yep, that's exactly how I had felt too. Um, you know, she was like, I can only be like Jesus for so long and just like, you know, ignore and forget and, and just like, you know, like, Oh, I don't matter. And like all this other things and like, just constantly just sweeping, you know, just, Oh, it's okay. Well, I'm going to work Jesus, harder. Jesus didn't just ignore and forget things. No, he didn't. But that was, that's, that's the thought behind it. Right. So like, that's the thought behind it. Like, Oh, just be like super extra loving and all these other things. And then like be a break and it's like, blah, and everything explodes and everything comes up and it ends up essentially word vomiting all over them too. It, but it's just like all of those things just come up past present current and it goes down to like the itty bitty nitty gritty things of like oh you you left out the q-tips too and then you didn't shut the door right and you know you called me names and it goes like every like from little stupid things to like the big things too and it's like everything's gonna come up here yeah and we were the king and queen of petty so we're not judging anyone here we're just being harsh and telling you the truth and what you need to hear because we've been there and we've done it so don't think we're all high and mighty we're not we just we're we're way better now um than where you're at obviously but like when it comes to like uh like being petty that we were there we get it also like throwing things yelling uh those are not we never threw things tommy yeah i'm just kidding so i don't think i threw things necessarily like at you um if my memory serves me correctly but i threw things threw at, things at things yeah you just threw things but that's so even if we did or didn't that don't don't do that we hear about that though those things all the time and you know i was i would ch- chunk things at tommy like it just makes me <laughs> yeah. feel better like at that aspect right like just so knock them out it's funny um, now but not then obviously right and you know so don't throw things like you know like no like no right uh, another big one is yelling like, this is a huge aspect. Like, there is so, 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 so many people, so many people that have this belief that, like, yelling makes you heard. I understand. Knows me. And or, or makes you right. Yeah, or makes like, me just right. Just because you get louder doesn't mean you're right. Like, the point that you're making is still stupid. Are you sure, Tommy? <laughs> do I need to get louder and prove myself? I'm just yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but that, that's not how you communicate. Like, actually, when you yell, it causes the other person to just automatically go into a different defense, and they're going to be ignoring everything you say to that aspect. Like, they're not hearing you at that point. So yelling does not do anything other than cause more problems. So do not yell. Like, that's what you don't do if you want to have true communication. Yeah, also being slow to speak, quick to listen. I mean, that can be okay like i mean it's not like necessarily a thing not to do but it's also not necessarily a thing to do either like it's one of those things that just doesn't really necessarily work that great it's just like a stupid tip that people give that don't know what they're talking about so it's not to rely on it solely essentially is what we're trying to say here is like yes obviously be slower to speak because you don't want to spit off every thought that comes to your mind very very not intelligent to, to do that. There's a lot of things that come to my mind that I'm glad that I, I take a moment before I speak. Right. But that as, as a fix all for communication, absolutely not. Cause it's not going to actually solve anything and it's not going to truly get you heard and understood. Yeah. Another one is, you know, threatening divorce. We used to do that all the time, especially me, um, or not paying attention during conversations. It's just, it sounds like common sense, but it's not really a good idea either. 
Right. This and these are big. I, there's so many people I talk to all the time that like, every time we try and have a conversation, it ends up well. Uh, you just should get someone better than me or, you know, I, I'm just never happier. This is never going to work. And it's like any problem is like doomsday. I'm like, yeah. oh, I need to threaten, threaten divorce. And so then it putting your ring on the counter in front of them or, you know, throwing up. I'm never I can never hit the bar. Those types of things. Mm -hmm. And so don't do that. And then when it comes to the not paying attention, you know, when you're trying to have an actual conversation, get off your phone. I'm going to be straightforward. Get off your phone. Right. You know, being on your phone, being on the computer, like watching TV, whether that be like some like Hallmark show or, you know, some football game. No, no. Get off and have an actual conversation. Yeah, you're like, I'm watching my team. They're not your team. You don't own the team. You're not even close to doing that. Um, but anyways, let's continue. Yeah. So another big aspect of what not to do is use vague language. And, you know... <laughs> This one just kind of cracks me up because people are like, what? You know, the the words like he, she, they, it, them, they're great. But when you just start a sentence and you're just randomly starting a conversation with these vague things, it's like, what, who are you talking about? Where are you talking about? When, when are you talking about? What? Huh? I'm so lost. People aren't mind readers, you know? So if you're just like using all this vague and ambiguous language and not actually giving details and stuff is like, what the heck are you even talking about? Like, I have no idea, you know, and then getting mad because they don't understand. So don't do that. <laughs> yeah. And then acting like you just don't care uh, in conversations. That's not okay. Or saying you don't care. That's just not okay either. Yeah. And thank you for bringing that up, Tommy. How many people had, do you know, and I can think of so many people that I've actually heard them tell someone who's having a conversation. I just don't care. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there, I understand not caring about some things, but like, but you got to ask where your priorities at. So priorities, God first, you second, spouse third, so on and so forth. So if you're not putting stuff in order, priorities, then, and you're not paying attention, then that's not okay. Yeah, um, and just to be really clear, just because it's something that you're not super passionate about, if it's important to someone else and you care about them, then it should be important enough for you to actually listen to their conversation. Yeah. Like for example, I'll give you an example, like uh, just light topic here. I don't like playing sports at all. It's so sad. Um, it's not my thing. Like, I mean, okay. Volleyball is kind of pretty fun, but other than that, I really don't care to play sports. I mean, I'm getting better at them. I should, should, you can admit that. But, uh, but th that being said, like Destinica lights throwing, what is it, catch or whatever? Yeah, like, yeah, and, I like uh, playing ball. And she likes, she likes doing that, and so I'll do that because she likes to do it, but I don't do it, like, solely because I like to do it. But I do it because I like the quality time, so there's the difference. Like, But also being passive, that's huge. Now, both women and men do this, but I will harp on the men here. This is mostly men. Mostly men. Honestly, uh, this is one of those things that... that that men, and I was this guy that was very, very passive and like, whatever you want. Um, I wasn't, I didn't make decisions. Like, it was just stupid. Like, women don't want that. And being a passive male is not okay. I'm not saying being a dictator is okay either. But go watch, go listen to our episode on leadership if you want more on that. Yeah, and with a passive, like, you know, also like, just be like, yeah, yeah, okay. You know, just whatever. 
you know, if that's a problem, okay, just, you know, whatever, you know, we won't do that. Or yes, like your idea is great that, that we'll do whatever you want. Just like the, that kind of, of things, like those things are not effective communication. Like you're not being heard, understood. And, you know, women actually want to hear like what's going on with, with their husband too. <laughs> you know, we actually want to know more than just like you in agreeance. Like that sucks. Like if you're just like, yeah, okay. Like, I can't tell you how many women I talk to and like, I have no idea what's going on in their mind. Like, I have no idea what's going on with them at all. They just don't talk, right? And it's just because they, they choose to like just be passive and shut down a lot of the times. Or they get so mad that like they yell and stuff. So, oh, Well, the, the men's side of things, like here, I'll, this is the last point I'll touch on that. A lot of, like, here's the thing, man. If you want to be more attractive to your spouse, um, then... Passive is not sexy whatsoever. Like, you ever heard guys say, like, women are attracted to, to D-bags, basically? And it's not the D-bag part they're attracted to. It's the confident part they're attracted to. And the know-what-they-want aspect they're attracted to. Like, that's, they're attracted to a leader. They're not attracted to a passive, weak beta male. That's just what it is. Anyways, so another one is, like, cut them off. Saying, like, I know statements. That Ooh, that pisses me off. I, oh, me too. Have you ever be across one of those people that, like, it don't matter what topic you bring up. They know about it, everything there is to know about it. I'm like, no, no, you don't. Shut up. You don't know everything there is to know about this topic. It's very frustrating and in all aspects. So not, not only just like if they know about all the conversations, but there are there are people that, you know, I know. <laughs> I know, get it. Um, but there are people that in my that I'm around and just trying to have a conversation with them and share something. And they'll just cut you off and be like, oh, I know. I'm like, what? I'm in the middle of trying to tell you something and you cut me off. Like one, how freaking rude. And two, you don't know what I'm going to say. It's ego issue. And I'm like, oh, Confident, like confidence issue. It's so frustrating. It's so rude. And what it does is like, I absolutely just don't want to talk to you at all. You know, it just brings up that like, if you're not going to be quiet enough to like, just let me talk and like have a conversation back and forth, right? Like, I don't want to be talking at someone, but at least let me finish like my thoughts and, you know, then you can go back and forth, but don't freaking cut me off. And there's so many people that do that. So don't do that. Don't, don't just cut someone off and be like, oh, I already know. Yeah. Oh. Also, another one is like they bring up everything from the past. That was a problem. That was a big, I would say probably more on my end. Um, Cause you like to focus on the future and the positivity aspect of everything. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so I would bring up stuff. Now, here's the thing. I'm not, there's a caveat to this. So like if you actually haven't solved things, like like say if you had an affair 10 years ago and you actually haven't fixed it the way we teach to fix it, could, then you haven't fixed it, period, in a conversation. Like that's that's just, that's just a fact. Um, forgive and forget doesn't work. Like you actually need to actually solve problems. So stop being insensitive and you actually need to do it the right way and fix things. But there's a difference. Like if you've already done the right right way and then still bringing up stuff from the past just because to, for ammunition to throw stuff at someone, but not because you actually want to solve it and have issues. Like there's a difference in that. Oh, yeah, most certainly. You know, and that, that kind of goes along with there's so many people in communication who, you know, come like to battle, like it's communications a battle, like, and I have to win. Right. And so they, you know, they'll either come prepared to win or they'll go away and come back with like ammo. And that's, you know, that's part of that aspect of they'll come back with, you know, well, you did this and that and this, and, or like, I'm going to get them and I'm going to make a jab and mm, like, I'm just going to, I'm going to win this. Yeah. 
or playing dumb. This one used to piss me off so bad. What are you talking about, Tommy? Oh, it used to make me so mad. I'm like, confused. I don't know what you're like, talking about. It was more of like, <laughs> um, it wasn't like playing dumb and like getting a concept. It was playing dumb on facts, like bringing up, um, like, how do I explain this? So it was like bringing up, like, I'd be like, you did this and this happened and this happened. And, you know, you said you did this and you admitted to this. Be like, no, I don't ever remember that. I don't know. Or I don't remember that part of it. I don't remember. It was like, I don't know. I don't remember. Like, it was like it was the biggest things. It's like, no, you remember. You just don't want to bring it up because you want to focus on positivity. And so, like, that's not okay. Don't be that dumb person. And so with that, you could tell there was multiple things wrong with even just with that example Tommy just had given. Not only was I playing dumb, but I was also doing the, like, let's avoid the problems. He was bringing up all the issues from the past and, like, just, like. There's a lot going on there. Oh, yeah. So there was a lot of wrong things what to do. And obviously, it was not productive, right? So, you know, another one, and I was I was pretty bad about this one. It kind of goes along with just, like, you know, let's focus on the positive. But it's just, you know, dismissive of the problems and just, like, get over it already. Like, we already talked about it. Move on. Get past it. Yeah, like, I was like, I was like, what? You just want me to rub some dirt in it? Yes. Like, rub some dirt in it and dirt, move on. Like, rub some dirt in it, man. Man up and get over it, right? Like, and I, that oh, I hated that so much. So it's sensitive. It is very insensitive, but it actually doesn't fix anything. Nothing is nothing is fixed. Neither of you no. are heard and understood. And if you want to move past it, like you have to do it the right way, right? So, but dismissing the other person is not going to actually have effective communication. Yeah. Also, another one is, well, you did this, you know, it was worse than this. I used to do it all the time. What right, you did actually, was worse. We actually did that both. Technically. Yeah, we did. I would say more me on my end. I'll own that. But, um, and don't get me wrong, I guess you, worldly views, you could compare things like, oh, you did this worse or you did whatever. It doesn't really matter. Like, everyone's hurts are different. Yeah, everyone's hurt is independent and different. Um, that being said, don't do that. Another one is, well, you know, ask questions to get a response to trap them. I was guilty of this. And That's a manipulation at its finest right here. Yeah, I, I could, I'm very good with my words. And so when it comes to like getting to a point where I want to get to it's. I don't, it's hard to explain, but basically, you know, in short here, but what I would do is I would ask certain questions at the beginning to then get a response to ask another question, to get this response to ask this question, to trap them in this other spot. And it was very much manipulation. Does it make me a narcissist? No. I was about to say that that's what people are going to say. No, it does not. That's stupid. And go go listen to our, uh, our podcast on how to deal with the narcissist if you want to know our take on that. Yes, it, it's big. But these are a lot of the things of like what not to do, you know, in communication. Because at the end of the day, like none of them, none of them lead to actually being heard and understood. You know, you're not actually solving any problems and they actually cause more damage. Every single one of those cause more damage, you know, than, than actually helping. And they're not effective and they cause more and more distance and more and more walls between the two of you every time those things occur in communication. Yep. Uh, and like we always say, tools and tactics alone are going to keep you on an emotional roller coaster. Yes. And so it's just the truth. There, There's lots of little tools and little tips that, you know, to, to make better communication. But they're just not, they're not going to actually solve all the problems, right? So those are just like the surface level type things. If, you know, but it's not like the slow to speak, quick to listen. It, it's not going to be an effective to actually resolve the deeper issues, get to the deeper rooted issues and be able to make you feel heard and understood and be on the same team as your spouse, right? Like that, 
if you if you aren't fixing the foundational aspects, then you're not going to have that. Nope. So let's dive into our story before communication a little bit more. So let's just be clear. Like we could not talk about anything really. Like we're literally the only things we could agree on were we were married, we had kids, and we live in the same house. That's pretty much it because we're very, <laughs> very, 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 very different people. Extremely. Now, you're like, well, how do you how do you continue to get along so well? Because we know how. Like, we're more different than anybody we've ever met all around the world. And yet, we still get along great. Oh, yeah. Because it takes intentionality to do things the right way and build the right foundations. And I'll say that, you know, we were at the place that I would, I'm not going to lie. Like, I was really feisty and very combative. And I would agree. I would disagree just to disagree. So even though, like, we agreed we were married, I probably would have been like, well, I don't know, technically, I don't know, I'm really not, like, or, you know, I don't are they your kids? Well, I knew they were his kids, but I would have argued, I'm like, well, I don't, you don't live here. I, I would have, like, tried to come up with something, and this, and it sounds so stupid. It is. But, like, and it is, <laughs> and it's, it's hilarious that I have to admit this about myself, right? But, you know, being honest, like, this is where we were at in communication. It didn't matter if he told me the sky was blue. I'd be like, no, it's not, it's pink. See, it's pink. You're wrong. And that's just like the stance that we were at. Like we were, were very, very, I was very honored. Let's just say that he was too. Cause you know, both very stubborn people. Honor. So we are both very, very stubborn. So I love it when couples are like, we're stubborn. I'm like, yeah, I get it. We're, we are too. They're very stubborn. I don't know if you can do anything like, dude, you have no idea how stubborn, stubborn can be until you meet me. Um, we're stubborn. So, so like, so- yeah, like it's just what it is. And we were bad. We were bad about, like I said, Tommy threw things like at like walls and, and those kind of things, like just threw things across the room. But like I would throw things at him because it will. pots, glasses. I didn't throw a pot at you. I don't remember these things. Maybe you did. I don't yeah. know. Maybe I just, I don't recall that. Um, I know I did Keys. throw, I did throw those types of things. And. Um, you could go on and on. <laughs> I did throw a lot of things. Like a we, candle one time. And we were also both really bad at slamming doors. And like, this was part of our communication to make a statement, right? Like That was my favorite thing. Just not that feel good. It's like, uh, like slamming the phone down when you had the corded phones. I mean, I'm too kind of old, young, young for that kind of <laughs> bar- barely anyways, young. but, um, but it's that, er, and we both did that, but that was one of the things that, you know, obviously not good. Yeah. Um, I've, I was very bad about punching holes through walls. I never hit her. I was I was raised different, uh, but um, I mean she had physical abuse towards me. That was different. There, most people don't know that. And there was, but there was. Oh yeah. But I did punch holes through walls. I threw chairs through walls. I mean, you name it, I did it. Yes, and you know there was, you know, also he would follow me, and then trap me, and into a place to like solve this. Now he'd be like, "You're gonna solve this now." now <laughs> mm-hmm. um and follow me and so we we ended up talking lots in bathrooms and closets because i ran out of space you know in different aspects like that and while like there wasn't wasn't abuse from like him like that but there was there was threats um or like trapping aspects which is when you're raging is intimidating let's just be honest but it's not so it's not good like it's not good communication whatsoever none of it is excuses no, but just we're just stating what happened. Um, we did a lot of screaming in front of the kids, pinning kids, kids like um, against like each other for sure. Hit 
like stabbed the key one time, like all these different things. Like, like we, we, we did it. Um, uh, we would say like also, Oh, this, like, this, that annoyed me when you would keep me up late. Just yeah, we'd record. stay up later. Made, this was me primarily because she would want to sleep. But I would stay up late trying to have episodes and like fight and stuff. And <laughs> she even tried to smother me with a pillow one time while yelling at me. Um, that was funny. Um, <laughs> but um, but I'm like I'm like I can't hear you. You know, um, <laughs> it's just it's just funny now. But it wasn't then. It wasn't funny then. And so can we? So one, just a quick note on that because we can laugh about how ridiculous we used to be. Because we are healed. And that that's an aspect is like when you're healed, like you can look back and laugh on things. Yeah. So at the time, were we laughing? No. This was like, I mean, tears, crying, like scared, fear. Like there was so much going on, like the isolation, the loneliness, the suicide, the depression, like the anxiety, like being all wrapped up in when you have communication like this, that is what that breeds. Yeah. We would stay in reactions for weeks and mo- not days, weeks and months. At a time. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. I think I went like three months without talking to you one time. And. Pretty sure. What? No. Like, I think it was like, like barely like here by. And oh, yeah. Well, we did do that. So like it, was, it was, it wasn't like solid communication. I'm oh, talking no. like real communication, not like saying a word. I'm not talking like silence, like a monk. I'm talking like just hi, bye. Yeah, whatever. Cool. Okay. Like just barely little communication, things like that. A hundred percent. And, you know, he would also, well, on the keeping me up late, it would, he would, oh, I would be so fatigued. And this is why, like, you don't have deep conversations after a certain time. Cause I would be like, I'm like, I have no idea. Like I'm almost, I probably was drinking at the time even, but like, I'm like, I'm probably, <laughs> I, you know, I did have my alcoholic issue when, you know, we were going through it. I just can't guarantee every night that I was, but I did drink a lot um, a lot, a lot. And, you know, so he, we would be laying in bed and he would be, keep me up. I'd fall asleep and he would wake me up to fight because he would wait till I fell asleep to continue. And I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. And I'd be so lost. It was terrible. And then I would say something that was wrong or I would just say whatever he wanted to hear so I could go to sleep. And then he was like, but you said it. And I'm like, I just wanted to go to sleep, man. I'm like, this is terrible. Yeah. People also use like, you know, horrible body language. They're petty. Um, we did this stuff, obviously. I was good at eye rolling. Yeah. Um, mainly sure. her with body language and facial expressions, but we both did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would say hurtful things, obviously. Who can make the biggest hurtful jab, right? That was our goal, ammunition-wise, like attack mode. We of, were like, enemies, yeah, man. We enemies, pretty much. Yes. And on the hurtful things, I want to like kind of hit on that because th- that's something we mentioned earlier is like don't do this because, you know, who can hurt the other one the most while it sounds stupid just saying that out loud, like that's what so many people do. And that's where we were at. Like I hurt, so I want to make you hurt. And, you know, I don't want to put my guard down. So I want to make sure like I make a bigger jab, you know, so I can prove my point or I can win. And it causes so much hurt and pain. Yes. So like, like you, if you listen to the intro of the podcast, you know, we've been through everything there is minus death. Thank God. Uh, But like you would know that, We've been through a lot of affairs and everything there is. Therefore, you would think a lot of the other stuff would be the most painful, but it's not. The most painful thing, we both agree on this, out of everything, all the affairs, physical abuse, mental, everything, like was the words that we said. Oh, yeah. That's it. That that was the worst thing. A lot of hurtful 
very hurtful things that were said, you know, and we would go into that. And of course, like those hurtful things weren't just said once because we discussed things over and over and over and over again. And that's literally how I felt. So Tommy was the one who really wanted to talk about things all the time. And I was just like, dude, I'm just, I'm done. I was, I was so done. I was just like, uh, like I'm done talking about this. And it, I really actually, I'm not going to lie. I tried to avoid him. I didn't want to see him. I didn't like him. I was like, I don't want to talk to you. If I see you, you're going to want to talk about a problem. And dude, I'm just tired of being like miserable every day. Like yeah, this, I don't want to see you. Yeah, this is where we talk about how like, especially for the individuals fighting and standing for their marriage, like your spouse, if this stuff, a lot of this stuff is going on, that your spouse is a very negative lens of you and the marriage. Mm-hmm. Like we did. Like we hated each other. Like, and a lot of people we talk to aren't there. Like they're not at the hating point. Which should give you hope for yeah. yourself. But when I, it's not a figure, a lot of people think it's a figure of speech. It wasn't. It was literal. Like we literally, 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 how's that, how you say it? Literally, literally hated each other to a point where she thought about ways to kill me and collect. And I was thinking about ways to kill her at different points. We hated each other. Like you could look, we could look at each other in our eyes intentionally just to, just to like, I want you to experience the amount of hate coming out of my soul. Like it was, <laughs> <laughs> like it was. Like we, we, and you could see it. She would, she told you, she would tell you before, like she saw my eyes were like black at one point. Oh yeah. And he told me all the time. He's like, every time you look at me, I just, it's like you hate me. And I do like, I don't like you. And you know, cause our communication sucks so bad and we couldn't agree on anything or talk, you know, and we've just only hit on the communication sides of, of things with us. Yeah. This so, isn't including anything else. This is just communication. Yeah. So it was really bad. Living right? hell. And then here's a little side note for everyone. If, if you're like, wow, y'all were really bad. We're not that bad. Okay, cool. Don't, don't keep going. You'll get there, buddy. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things. And everyone, you know, people's journeys are different, but if you're not feeling heard and understood, if you're not effectively communicating, solving deep issues and uh, you know, all of these different things, like you don't have to be hitting every single one of these to be like, oh, my communication sucks. Yeah. I'm just, we're just telling you what, like what we went through and then what we see all the time, literally all the time. Yes. And I'm going to tell you something like never say never. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Like, don't say never. Like we, I used to say this all the time and like we were, we were high school sweethearts. Like we were in love, like that in love, love, love better than everybody else's love. So I thought, I thought everybody else had like marriage and love, but we had real love. We were soulmates. Like I, I was like, we're different and better than everyone else. Like we're, we're setting the new bar. Like, nope. Man, was I wrong. <laughs> like, we went through so much. But don't, yeah, don't don't think you're better than that. Uh, now, our story now with communication is very different. Yes, very different. So we get along great with zero fights, and it's all just sunshine and rainbows and complete bliss. And, it's amazing. We're on uh, cloud nine all the time. <laughs> we're just kidding. <laughs> um, so just kidding. obviously just kidding. Uh, yes, we have disagreements. However, instead of, you know, growing apart and sweeping stuff under the rug and work growing apart essentially and building up walls and resentment we work together as a team we're both us completely heard valued and understood and we grow closer together and grow as individuals as well yes with this we don't just like ignore problems and we're able to actually talk through things and so it's not like oh like we have this huge compilation list of of all these problems that we haven't addressed like right like because we're at that place where when something happens like we talk about it like we're not 
waiting years upon years or months to like, Hey, like that bothered me. And like, you know, this caused a problem and, and no, no, like you talk know. about it a certain way though. Like yes. we, we know how to talk about it. Like the way you talk about it and the formula you use is not, not, not working. So, you know, these, so yes, do we disagree? Yes. Like we said earlier, we're very, very different, very different people. You know, like, I, I like to joke even close to the same people and, and tell Tommy like, he, he's night, I'm day, because, you know, I'm the bright, light, fun one. Um, <laughs> um, so, but we're just, we I'll are. listen to her. <laughs> we're, we are different, right? But we're able to work through these things, and we are a team. And, you know, if it tells you anything, obviously, like, well, we work together. We're together a lot. Um, and with all of that, we're not at each other's throat, you know? And so, where in the past, like, that would never have worked. Trying to even be a team to pack the car would not have worked and, and it didn't work. It was like, no, don't touch nothing. So, you know, now we're a team and we're, like, we're the go-to person for each other to talk about hard things in a safe place. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one thing I used to say, um, I wasn't going to bring it up on here, but uh, I used to want to feel home with her. And I was like, I don't, I don't feel safe. Um, but when I was with, when I'm with her now, I feel home and safe and like I can be me and all that acceptance and all that. So it's different. Oh, yeah. there's And there's not secrets between us. Like, there aren't things that we keep from each other, yep. right? So we don't have secrets, like, and just like, oh. And, and I'm not going to lie. Like, when we were in our darkest hour, like, there was so many. Everything was a secret. Why so I didn't want to talk. Little, big, small. I'm like, it was, I'm like I don't know how to keep things straight. I'm like, at this point, so it's just easier to shut up because I don't know what's I don't know what's truth anymore, right? So at this point, but, like, we don't we don't have that. Like, we're... We talk about all things, little things, big things, like anything, whether it's something minute and like irrelevant or if it's like very big and life changing and drastic. Like it doesn't we literally are are able to talk about all things. Yeah, we hear and understand each other. And don't get me wrong, like there's times we can't talk right away. It's when we're reaction cycles and we're in reaction. No one. No one on this planet can reason with you if you're in a reaction, not even us. So it's get out of that first. I mean, that's what we tell our clients too. She just told someone that the other day. Like you have to get out of the reaction first. And there's key things to do that, obviously. And we teach our clients how to do that. But even we can't be reasoned with from a reaction. So we know how to get out of that, manage our states, and then come back to each other and fix it. And we also know how to be when the other one is in that state, right? Yeah, we, we know how to recognize that stuff. And we know how to communicate in that state as well. You know, there's a whole bunch of different aspects there. And, you know, we're at that place where we both win. So, like, we're no longer coming to battle. Like, we're, the, we're armed and, like, hey, like, I got to win this one. You know, like, that's that's not how we communicate. Like, we we're both in battle, win. but battle together. Like, yeah. against everything else. It's we're, it's Tommy and Desnica against everything else instead of me against him. Which yeah. it used to be me against him. And it was terrible. So now it's actually us together. Yeah, we hear each other, understand each other. We completely. Um, there's safety to approach each other, like we mentioned earlier. We trust each other. We can be vulnerable. Um, we can ask questions without attack or defensiveness. I mean, don't be wrong. We get defensive sometimes. It's just human nature. But but we fix it. We we're, we're aware of it. We fix it ourselves really quick. Um, we own our parts. Yes, and so we can actually talk and, and ask questions. Right. And I think this is really important because, you know, especially with all the things that we've been through, if there's any kind of ever insecurity, you know, because, you know, I've been asked this, like, you know, 
well, like, what if you're just like curious if they're, you know, you know, missing something or thought about something or, you know, some of the, one of the big topics in your relationship, whether that be like foreign affairs or addictions or, you know, like, Hey, like I'm an alcoholic and I'm recovering and like, I wanted to go have a, a drink, you know, you know, can I, are you able to have those types of conversations without like attack or defensiveness? And so like that, that's huge. And so, you know, we're able to talk about all aspects. Yeah. And also here's the thing, like, like she was mentioning, I'm a, uh, that was just a whole other topic, but like people use these terminologies, like I'm an alcoholic, but that some people use those topics as I'm always going to be an alcoholic. I just, I'm just, I'm just like healing. Like you're not an alcoholic forever. God doesn't say you're loved, chosen, valued, redeemed, healed, and you're an alcoholic and you're addicted. Like those not that that's not in his identity. Just to be very, very clear about that. You don't know what you're talking about if you, if you say that. So, and uh, Right. I, lo I love that. Thank you for bringing that up. And then also, you know, we do apologize. And this one was big for me. It was a big shift because I was the one that didn't like to apologize. I didn't like being wrong. And, you know, so we can apologize for, you know, when we do something, say something, or if we're off, you know, apologize for misunderstandings, whatever it may be, like we can apologize, both of us, you know, and fix things. Mm -hmm. We can also recognize when we aren't talking about the same thing mm -hmm. this this one is big you know so many people are like talking and they're starting to fight and it's like y'all aren't a lot even of assumptions yeah y'all aren't even talking about the same thing like yeah, don't at be, all don't be an assumer um <laughs> but uh another one is that like a good point that i think destica is going to bring up which is our kids yes you know and so obviously earlier we had mentioned like when, when we were in our darkest hour, like we fought in front of the kids, you know, like they were, they were little don't, though. Don't do it. Um, don't do that. It does mess with them. It, it causes, I can't even, we don't have time to go into every problem that causes. Let's just you, put it this simple. Kids are not resilient. They're not. That's why everybody we talk to has issues from childhood. They're not resilient. They're not, not at all. So, you know, but our communication is so different now that one, like our kids talk to us, like we're able to have conversations. Now, when we have to say things that we like, we are needing to discuss like in private, first of all, if there's a disagreement. We talk about it in private, right? So like our kids aren't brought into, and in, they're not in this environment of like yelling, screaming, slamming doors or hostility and like rage and anger. Um, and you, you know what I'm talking about, like when those people, cause you can just tell some angry people. And I was actually with my kids, a few weeks ago and we were out and you know we were just out in public and they saw this couple that was like just fighting and just like so hostile and like the guy was losing his mind you know in in public it wasn't like in the center stage but you could hear and see and my kids were like shocked and like like kind of like wanted to get away they were like I just went away and they were just trying to like remove themselves from the situation so much. And they, it, you could tell like it really bothered them. And then when we were together, we talk about it. So it's one, one aspect. We talk about all things with our kids like that. And you know, they're just like, why do, why do they fight so much? Why are they talking to each other like that? You know? And they were just so like, you could tell like put off by it and appalled and just like confused of like, what, what are they doing? It's not normal. Yeah, them, which I'm happy about because it's a, right. <laughs> like, you don't want that to be a normal thing that you just because that's how we were brought up. Well, Destinica was brought up, not necessarily me. We didn't really yell, but everybody just like suppressed things. 
Right. And I just think that that was a huge that was a huge thing for me is just to see that our kids are at that place where it's not normal to see that kind of behavior. And so I absolutely love that and I think it's really important. Yep. Now what we want to dive into is the secrets. So this is what you've been waiting for. And I there's four secrets that we're gonna be going over. And number one is stop talking. I love this one. Just stop talking. Just stop. Yeah. You're like, what? Um, yeah, it's true. So you need to stop talking because here's the thing. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. The way that you've been doing things, it's not working. Continuing you're not to a tree move. I'm not saying move out of your house. Don't, don't, don't do that. Change um, your ways. Yeah. You need to change your ways. Like the way that you've been trying to communicate is not working. Therefore you should stop talking and get a system and process that does work. Not what you've been doing. And with that, right, like, so and if you go back and just go try all these different tools and tactics, you're like, well, I've tried everything. You know, I was really quick to listen or quick, yeah, quick to listen and slow to speak. And then, you know, I tried pausing and I tried talking low and I, and I tried not to say anything. And you're like, oh, I tried all these little things. And it's, remember what we said earlier, tools and tactics are will keep you in that emotional roller coaster because they're not fixing the true issues. So trying and just doing the same things over and over again and cycling through and then getting so frustrated like you either blow up or go back to your own natural whether you shut down and stonewall or yell whatever it is but cycling back it it's only causing the same problems like doing the same thing over and over again i'll give you an example like so when we coach we coach both couples individuals and when we coach either one doesn't really matter um one of the things I first tell them, because we, we don't allow them to talk about issues. It's an eight-week program until week five. And the reason why is because, you know, they're not ready. Even if we gave them our tools, which are the best in the world, they're not going to work. And the reason why, as far as communication goes, is because they're not different. If you want more, you have to become more. And so that's the, that's the thing. Like, you have to become a different person. The person, the people you are right now are not going to be the people you are when you save your marriage. The secret number two, by the way. Yeah. That's, that, that, that's that's the same that's the se- that rolls in that's that's secret number two the people you are now is not going to be the people you are when you save your marriage it's just different no you're you have to learn you have to grow you know, you can't stay in a fixed place of like well this is the way i am and the way that things are and gonna be and well yep. like if you want to proclaim that and make that happen then and just live in that misery like i mean that's your choice yep. but let if me, you let me be clear on something. Like, if you have a fixed mindset, that's the number one thing out of all things, not infidelity, all things in marriage that destroys marriages is a fixed mindset. The number one thing. It's not the devil. It's you. The fixed mindset. Like, if you, that is the number one thing that will destroy a fixed mindset. And let's just be honest. If you refuse to grow, if you refuse to do anything, then you deserve exactly what you get coming for you. Yeah. And so fixed mindsets, like, are, are killer. And so you have to be able to to learn and grow and to learn different things. You have to have foundational changes. It's not just going to be picking up tools that are like, okay, so I got a tool and now my communication is going to be amazing. Like, no, no, it's not. That's not how it works. I don't know why so many programs and so many things out there and people focus on just the marriage or they focus on just some side of it with communication. I, it, it's useless. Like it's, it doesn't make a difference long-term and permanent change. Like to have, you cannot build a house on crappy foundations. You have to have completely different foundations to build something that you have not had. It's just how it works. 
And so you, that means you'll become different. And, you know, so the secret number three is, you know, having a healthy, like true healthy individual and marriage built on solid foundations. Yes. And before I, we explain that, I just want to say something that I actually have a quote that I posted the other day on Facebook. That's not from me. I forget who it's from, but it talks about how the mind is like a parachute. It only works when it's open. And so <laughs> you're going to hit the ground on rock bottom very, very hard if you don't open your mind. Just be clear about that. Now, secret number three, like she was saying, healthy marriage model with what we talk about with our clients and the foundations being built. So what is that? Well, what we talk about is if you look at it like a pyramid, we have like these foundational levels that need to be built. And you have to start, of course, Jesus is the core foundation, everything that we do. Yes. Uh, every little bit of life. I'm not talking religion. I'm talking Christianity, relationship with Jesus Christ. Like that's the core of everything we do in all aspects of our life and our program. It's bled into everything. However, where you want to start is actually mindset because if you don't change mindset, you cannot change your life. The mindset is the starting point. So the first thing, the first step is to actually change your mindset and build all the mindsets needed and pick you up out of the mud, spinning your wheels and put you on the right paths for growth. Yeah, mindset is huge. And, you know, that's learning just so many different aspects of, you know, different thoughts, different beliefs. There's just so much that goes into mindset. And this is where you, you can't be fixed of like, oh, like this is the way. No, like mindset, you have to be open. You have to be open to learning new things. This is one of the biggest aspects of like growing you as a person is working on your mindset. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that's faith. That's level number one. Because yes. And with that, like mindset dictates like the direction of your entirety of your life. Yeah. Mindset dictates the entire direction of your life, literally good or bad. And if it's bad, mindset's a lot like concrete. The longer you sit in it, the more likely you already get stuck. So you have to have the right mindsets. Then you have to have like also, when it comes to making sure that you build the right, of course, healthy individual. It's the next level. Mm -hmm. Like you have to build the healthy individual, make sure you build all the right foundations there. Uh, and we don't have time to dive into all that, but you have to build all the proper foundations as a healthy individual in all aspects of life. And you're going to be a completely different person by the time it's said and done from becoming emotionally resilient to really building all the foundations needed there. And with that, so within the healthy individual, like that means mentally, emotionally We're and talking just physically yeah and physically is like a part of it but man like a mentally and emotionally there are so many people that we talked to i don't like all of them that are like just uh, all over the place like emotionally chaotic mentally just a drain like their mind's like a bunch of open browser screens and like they don't really know what's going on like they're like i i, I don't know and they're just like all over the place right and then they want to have be able to communicate but their mind is like that and it's just think about like your computer. If you have like a hundred different browser screens open, which sometimes I feel like I get close, like my computer stops working and you know, and it's not like processing and it's just like spinning. It's like little, the little dial thing is like it's loading, but it doesn't fully load and those kind of things. And it's like, wow, man, like, so, you know, you have to be able to get emotionally resilient and mentally strong in these aspects, you yeah. know, you have to do all different things like break bad habits, Build the right ones, build belief systems, all of that proper self-care. And have true understanding of yourself. You know, I'm going to give a quick example because I, I think it's quite funny. I'll tell on myself some more because I think it's just so fun to do that, you know. But I, I used to have like have severe like anger. Like I would just be like angry. I was the one who was just like 
angry all the time. I'd go from like zero to a thousand, Tommy likes to put it. And, you know, I just remember I'd be like, I'd be so mad. He's like, what's wrong with you? Like, you know, what, what, what made you, why are you so angry? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just mad. And that's really like the truth. Like so many, like when your spouse is like, I don't know, I don't know. Like we're not taught how to truly understand ourselves and like what's going on. I just knew I was mad. Like, that's all. Like I couldn't explain it. I didn't know how to deal with it. Like I was just like, I'm mad. And then Tommy wants me to try and like have this conversation where like I told him and I'm like, dude, I, I don't know. And like, that's when we were like in our darkest hour, like, like, cause we didn't have that understanding. And so that that's part of being a healthy individual is being able to understand the deeper things within you more than just I'm happy, sad and angry. And also your true identity. And there's just, so, it's just the tip of the iceberg. Um, honestly, with what we're mentioning here, there's so much more. But, you know, obviously getting off the emotional roller coaster is important. But, you know, also then the next phase is, is you know, marriage, what we talk about, or relationships. You can call it either one because this doesn't just affect your marriage. It affects all your relationships in your life, even with your kids and family and all that. But, you, like, you have to do everything. You have to make sure you know how to communicate clearly and effectively, set proper boundaries and expectations in all aspects of things. Like, understand that when walls go down, intimacy and trust go up. There's a lot of things that, that go on here in this phase that you have to actually build the right way. And so with that, just recognize, like, I don't know if you caught that. He said, it's not just the marriage here. It's all relationships. All of these things apply to all relationships. If you're having marriage issues, the chance of you having healthy relationships in other areas is like none, right? Like, just because it's the foundational aspects, like it affects all relationships and, and all aspects. And so when you become a true healthy individual who understands yourself, who can effectively communicate and is emotionally resilient and is clear mentally, then you show up differently in all relationships. 100%. Uh, also, the last phase we go through is tools, but tools is honestly where most people come to us for. Like they do things like, so to speak, quick to listen, you know, all the different things we mentioned in their intro, just go back and listen to it. But basically... Like we did all those things. We put 150 K before we actually like into debt before we actually fixed our marriage. And what we realized is all these things are just band-aids without mm -hmm. like, they're just band-aids without the proper foundations being built. Like even our tools that we give to you, which are best in the world, they're band-aids without the proper foundations built first. So without going through, you know, the proper mindsets, the proper, you know, healthy individual, the proper marriage, like you're not going to actually build the real solid core foundations and sustainable change. Like it's just going to be, the high of an emotional roller coaster and the, the, the higher the high, the, the lower the low. So mm -hmm. just be prepared for that. Right. And so with that on off of the, off the tools, if you just take tools and like, oh, okay, well, I, you know, I'm just still going to take this tool of, you know, be quick to listen and slow to speak. I'm going to take this tool and I'm just going to, you know, use it and, well, okay, that's that's a surface level fix. And what's going to happen is it it's like a putting a Band-Aid on an infected, open, gushing wound. It'll temporarily do a little something, but then when it comes off, man, is it going to be worse. <laughs> worse. Yep. So don't take a little tool and in, include that. So the fourth secret is understanding, like one, so God creates us all individually uniquely and we're all very very unique and so we all have this inborn identity and we're all very different and so understanding how god designed you is a way that you and it's at your core so i'm not talking about like a personality assessment so not that changes that changes this, the stuff we teach our clients with this identity stuff does not change 
your inborn your inborn temperament is how you truly were designed. Personality assessments are how you show up in different areas. It's the mask that you wear. And that's why they can shift. Like as you grow differently and you're like, oh, well, I'm learning to be more extroverted and to be able to do a presentation, you know, that'll change as a, as a personality assessment. But what I'm talking about is how people truly are at their core. And there's so many different blends and different things, but of how you can be designed in one of them. I'm going to hit on because it's what I am. So, and within my own temperament, it literally says that I can swing like a pendulum. And, you know, under, when you have an understanding of these different temperaments and how God designs people and how there can be different blends and, you know, we're all not the same and how different temperaments interact and have communication you're able to, one, be able to adapt more but under, and not take things personally, but then also you don't have to be labeled because I was labeled, you know, like bipolar and just, you know, all kinds of things. But like literally my temperament says I can swing like a pendulum, which can sound bad, but when I know and know how to work with it, it actually can be a great strength of mine if I make it and I know and I understand it, but I'm not labeled at that at this time and I'm able to actually like communicate and I can use my strengths to engage with different conversations and use it as an ability to strengthen my communication. Absolutely. So it makes a massive difference. Um, we're massively different temperaments and more identity on like on both ends here. Oh yes. <laughs> um, but we work together really well. Now we really hope you enjoyed this podcast episode on the secrets to communication. Uh, we really really truly as always want you to see your marriage restored no matter if you're an individual or a couple and as always of course god wants to without a shadow of a doubt but we just want to leave you with this um some some food for thought here to really reflect on where you're at with your communication like know that you're not alone be like no. wow i thought i was the only one that went through this you're not no there's not a lot of oh, so many people go through this now just know that, like, I want you to reflect more importantly, like, we both want you to, on, like, what's healthy, what's not. Like, reflect back on, like, what's really going on here. And really reflect on, like, what kind of next action step can I take to get help that I need to be able to improve the communication? Because, honestly, here's the thing. We never believe it's too late. I don't care if you're on the brink of divorce. It's never too late to save your marriage. And I believe any marriage can be saved. So... As always, we love you, God loves you, and we will see you in the next episode. Have a good one. Bye. Okay. Now, that's all we have for today's show. And remember, prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching, for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.